thing that gets me to work is the team. So it's lovely to hang out with everybody all day and talk about beer. Kind of made me sound like an asshole, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to The Shifty, the show where we share a post-shift beer with Bell's employees and talk about their experiences with the brewery. I'm Maddie Paris. And I'm Nick Lancaster. Today, we're talking about all things related to brewing. First, we're going to talk to Brewing Innovation Manager Andy Farrell and Brewing Manager Carly Small about their experiences at the Comstock location. So, why did you come into work today? Uh, That's an interesting question. Um, I guess first and foremost, my boss's expectation is that I would be at work today. <laughs> um, also, I uh, I work every day, so uh, it's just part of what I do. And uh, I came in, you know, certainly with the mindset that I was going to accomplish uh, certain tasks and be productive. So I guess uh, that's that, that's why. I came into work. <laughs> Carly, over to you. <laughs> uh, I also have the expectation. Um, but I think the thing that gets me to work is the team. So it's lovely to hang out with everybody all day and talk about beer. Yeah. Great. Excellent. Kind of made me sound like an asshole, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> Good cop, bad cop. Yeah, right. <laughs> how this works. We've done this before. <laughs> we mix it up every now and then. Yeah, right. That's all right. So for, for our audience, the people that are listening to this, uh, I guess just give us a brief or as brief as you want to explanation of, of uh, I guess, a day in the life or a day-to-day sort of operations of uh, what you guys do down at Comstock. Boy, oh boy. Well. <laughs> um, yeah, so my responsibilities tend to be varied. Um, you know, a lot of what I do day to day, you know, first of all, I have responsibilities in Comstock. I do have some responsibilities um, uh, down at the original brewing uh, location as well. Uh, so the brewing manager there, Zeke, um, reports up through my group. Um, he's certainly uh, a- autonomous, but I, I do. In fact, I was just down here for a meeting with him. So I have a weekly meeting with him every week. So I, I spend some time down here. Uh, day in, day out in Comstock, really, I mean, it, it depends. Um, we do a fair amount of, uh, my job is that of a lot of communicating, uh, making sure I'm on the same page with a variety of different teams. Uh, we recently have been commissioning a pilot brewery, so that certainly has been taking up a fair amount of my time working with, um, I, I have a small team out at the other brewery as well. That I work on with that, and um, could you explain the pilot brewery um, a little bit for the people who don't know what that is? Sure. Yeah. So we recently purchased and installed a uh, a new brewing system. So 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 a new brew house, which is uh, 15 hectoliters. So it's about about 13 barrels. It's about a quarter of the size of 50 barrel brew house that we have in Comstock. So uh, the idea of this pilot brewery, there, there, there's a few ideas. Certainly, um, one of the ideas is for, you know, with new product development, uh, the ability to um, scale recipes. So we've put in um, from a mechanical standpoint and uh, an equipment standpoint, the automation, we put in um, equipment that uh, very much parallels the equipment in the larger brew houses out in Comstock. 
so the idea will be, you know, scalable new products as well as uh, optimization of current brand portfolio, also some research and development projects as well. Awesome. Cool. Um, so Carly, what is it that you do every day? Uh, so I'm the brewing manager, um, just based out at Comstock. Um, so that means I get to hang out with the, all the brewers being brewers, assistant brewers, technical brewers, um, and then we've got brewing personnel manager as well. So my main responsibilities, I guess, is um, making sure that we deliver beer to our packaging department. So um, we get to do a lot of seasonal releases and get them out the door on time and within great quality. Um, but we also do a fair amount of meetings on, <laughs> on yeah, a day-to-day -day I mean, yeah, basis. For, for, for sure. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of... Uh... There's a lot of communication. Yeah, it's amazing how much amongst disparate groups. <laughs> yeah. To be sure. Yeah. So to get all these things done, you have to spend a lot of time in meetings talking to everyone about getting these things done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what is the history both of you have with brewing? Sure. So so my history uh, is uh, solely at this brewery actually. So I started uh, working here in 2000. I started here as a 22 year old. Uh, came in at an, in an entry-level position, working in the packaging department. I mean, as a keg washer uh, and worked my way up through a number, you know, obviously I've been here uh, going on 18 years now, just about 18 years. Uh, I've worked, you know, throughout the brewery, spent, um, you know, not uh, about a year and a half in packaging, worked in fermentation for a number of years, worked my way into brewing, and then ultimately to brew house manager, uh, which is a position that no longer exists in the, in the, in the company as well as, um, yeah, what was that one job I had called process improvement manager? You remember that? that? That was when you came in, um, head brewer. And it, it, so my roles have sort of, um, evolved in, into, into where I currently sit, which is brewing innovation manager. I guess I should have said what my job was. <laughs> <laughs> I suck at podcasts. Sorry. No, it's all good. It's all good. Know who you are. <laughs> we all know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> You're a big deal, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> what, about, what about you, Kali? What's your history? Uh, so I started into the brewing industry. So, um, as a sensory scientist. So before that I was a flavor scientist for a flavor house um, so I was in Australia working for a brewery called West End Brewery, um, started doing their sensory panels um, and then rotated all through the lab roles, so microbiologist, shift chemist, data analyst and all that stuff, um, and then got pretty excited by brewing, so started doing some more brewing studies um, and then rotated through into packaging for a little bit as a, student, as a team leader, uh, really wanted to get back into the brewing side of things. So did brewing team leader and then technical brewer and then eventually decide, like, decided to make the move to the U.S. and convince Bell's Brewery to hire me. <laughs> so I've had a couple of roles here. Um, I started off being a project coordinator, which is essentially um, whatever projects, things are happening at the time, so no real job description there. <laughs> and then... Um, Worked with the engineers on process support and the tech brewers, and then now as my role as brewing manager, which is by far my favorite role. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious, what's what are the main differences between working in a brewery in Australia and working in a brewery in America? Is it really that different? 
Um, Americans talk funny. <laughs> um, it's yes and no. I think it's uh, so the brewery was it was a larger brewery, um, and I think it's more like the company structure, less more like less than the actual differences in the breweries. Um, so that was more of a corporate structure, and then coming over here is like Bell's Brewery is just a really big craft brewery. Um, so the technologies are a little bit different, the systems and the procedures are a bit different, but mainly it's the culture stuff. Like Australians and Americans are very different, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Carly later added that when she moved to the US, she was amazed by how experimental US craft breweries and their techniques are. She said the diverse ingredients and innovative practices at Bell's were part of why she made the move from Australia. Uh, what does it take to keep uh, such a large operation running? Because I, I understand like the history, a little bit of the history of Bell's, like from the beginning to where we are now. I would imagine it's a little easier than it was back in the day, or maybe not. I don't know. Um, yeah, so that's an interesting question. I, I'm sure we both have, have opinions. So um, I think if you look at hi hi historically that what it takes to, to um, keep a place like this running is, and, and this is true today, there, there's a term that's used in manufacturing, it's called constant improvement. Um, there has always been uh, interest in getting better here, always, when um, as the brewery gained success, the money was, has always been reinvested into the brewery and into getting better. Um, so I think that, um, staying open and, um, recognizing where your opportunities are and in reinvesting in the brewery from a, from a technology, uh, from a technology standpoint, from bringing in personnel, uh, people like Carly, um, from the outside who can lend their expertise to help us get better as well as, um, you know, the most important thing is, is keeping people happy and keeping it a great place to work, you know, in a lot of ways, I think. Yeah. I think, um, the most keeping the brewery running, uh, is we're pretty lucky to have quite an engaged team. So the, like, I'm very proud of the brewing department and keeping everything running, um, going, I always know that they always do their best job, making sure that the quality is there that will work together. So I think we need, it's up to us to set them up for success. So they know the vision, the intent, the plan, and then off we go and deliver it. So certainly with so many people now, we need like good systems and communication, which is always something that we always try to get better at. Hoping to learn more about Bell's Brewery? Check out the action firsthand with a tour at our Comstock or downtown Kalamazoo locations. Tours are available Wednesdays through Sundays. Learn more about tour times and reserve your spot today at bellsbeer.com tours. Comstock isn't the only place that we do our brewing. Bell's Brewery began downtown at B1, a brewery we sat down with project engineer Lucia Baker to learn more about. Oh, okay, real quick, what is, for our, for our audience, what is 
B1? Because I think as employees, we say B1 and we just sort of know what that is. But I think to maybe the common person, what is B1? Yeah, so B1 is just the nickname uh, Brewing One for the the original brewing site, which is in the downtown brewery. Uh, so that's currently where our 15-barrel system lives that uh, we brew on for our beers at the Eccentric Cafe. And we are adding a really cool new three-barrel system that will live on the same brewing platform uh, that the 15-barrel system exists on now. So what exactly do you do for B1? Uh, so it's engineering support. It's uh, talking to the brewers out there and asking uh, what they need, figuring out a game plan for how we're going to get that built or designed, and then stepping them through a project management process, uh, getting plans put together for all the components we'll need, all the people we'll need involved, uh, getting a budget put together, and then like kind of setting out a timeline for the execution of the different phases of our project. I guess, just I guess, in in some of somewhat of a broader sense, uh, do you know? Like, give us a little history rundown of B one, if you don't mind, if that's possible. I know the general timeline of it that it was the original brewing site for the brewery. Um, I was told it was like a an old garage, like repair shop, <laughs> and like a plumbing supply store back in the day. Um, and then eventually, when Larry was graduating from the 15-gallon uh, soup kettle up to an actual brewing system, that was uh, the location that it lived in. And yeah, it's uh, served us pretty well since then. And we have uh, the 15-barrel that still lives out there, and there used to be um, a few 30-barrel components when we were brewing uh, all of our production beers out of that space. So what do you think is um, B1's role in the overall culture of Bells and just the idea of keeping true to our spirit of um, innovation? Hmm. It's, I'd say, a pretty critical component. It's very much brewing to the true style of the uh, original brewing that was done. Like, it's still very old school out there, which is cool. It's a, it's a very classic brewing, I think is a good way to put it. And there's a lot of room for versatility. There's a lot of room for um, cool creativity in the beers that we're putting out. And you can see it on the tap out in the Eccentric Cafe. We've got the little indicator, the Eccentric guy. Hey, this was brewed in our 15-barrel system right in the back room. Right, and I feel like that sort of gets to the essence of homebrewing too, because it's basically—I mean, it basically is homebrewing, but with you know more better equipment. But it—it's yeah. the homebrewing ethos where it's like, mm -hmm. hey, I want to make something, you know, I want to try this, I want to try it out, and it's like you've got a small enough batch like system where you know you can try things out, and if it doesn't shake out, then I guess it doesn't. But it's—it's—I I feel like. There's something special about being able to drink something that was brewed, you know, downtown on the original system. Yeah, it's it's cool that um, we have so many beers that are so popular and we know are going to do well, but then we're still taking the time to create new products. Yeah, oh yeah, yep. It's a it's a cool homage to the the home brewing community that Larry fostered. Uh, the, the whole time he's been here and and even still with the the homebrewing equipment we have in the store and uh yeah it's a 
it's a, a cool, I think, tip of the hat to that tradition. And it's it's great for the public to get to also have the opportunity to try like one off like oh wow like I'm may never have this again but it might be really good and there's something kind of fun about that like oh cool that was like a, a fun thing to try um, and maybe it'll expose you to something you never would have tried otherwise but you're like that looks wacky and fun I've never had one of those before which is really cool and then you may stumble onto something that people just really vibe with and then it becomes a new town favorite or a new employee favorite and then maybe you're gonna try some variations off of that style which is pretty cool you can say roundhouse it's okay (laughs) (laughs) it's so true i I didn't want to name it but yeah roundhouse is a great example of that like it's it's a cult classic among employees and like i can't say enough good things about that beer it's one of my favorites that we make really outstanding brew i love whenever roundhouse from b1 is on tap downtown that's like well, I know what I'm getting for my shifty for the next however long it's on tap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Same here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I guess this is another broad question. How do our uh, other brewing locations influence like what happens at B1? Hmm. We get a lot of support from Comstock, the, the brewery right outside of town. Um, but there is no dedicated engineer for B1. So I, uh, I kind of float around Comstock doing various engineering projects. And then the door was opened that I'd have an opportunity to do something out, uh, downtown. Uh, so that's kind of been my only exposure to it. But I know because we do share so many resources say they need maintenance support or they need an engineer to come help design the new system. Um, That does play a part. It's not necessarily the the brewing part of it, so to speak. But uh, the the vessels that we're installing for this three-barrel system, we actually designed out of Comstock. There was a, we have the educational series that we do um, on Wednesdays that uh, Kevin Stuchel runs. And we decided that we wanted to start talking about a pilot system. And then John Mallet and Andy sort of ran with that one and had a, a sort of a lecture about designing brewing systems, but also a, an interactive one where it's like, okay, now we're going to talk about how you would design the ratio for this vessel, or we'll talk about the heat transfer area needed, or we'll talk about why it's important you need freeboard on this vessel. So it became really interactive and a cool, like, oh, hey, remember all that math you didn't think you were going to use? Like, <laughs> this is a practical application for it. Uh, so all of, a lot of our brewers, it was well attended. A lot of our brewers showed up for it, were really engaged, were really excited to be a part of the process. And that was before they even knew that was going to, for sure, turn into a physical brewing set. So now that it's installed, I'm hoping to do another educational session where I bring pictures and talk about the beers we're making on it and kind of bring it full circle. Like, hey, you were a part of this. Like, you're the reason this thing is here. Like we all worked together and did the math and thought through our plan. And now we have this sweet brewing system that we're going to make stuff on. Like that to me is super awesome. So like in that way, Comstock was very influential on B1. But at the same time, like that, I think that innovative spirit that started downtown definitely still influences Comstock to this day. Um, definitely that spirit of innovation, that spirit of let's, what, what if we tried this? What, what if it was a little bit of that or a little bit of this, which I think is super cool. 
It's cool that there's so much education involved in the work you're doing too, trying to make sure everyone's, you know, aware of what's going on. You know, it's neat that it's not just like stick to what you do and then know what you do and then that's it. It's like, you know, we want everyone to be understanding what's going on here and how they can be a part of it. Yeah, I think it's really valuable. And of course, I'm biased since I'm an engineer. I like to understand the the whole and the parts that make up the whole. But it's really useful when you can you can see all of that and get more knowledge outside of maybe your particular specialty or, or get exposed to something that's a little bit new. You can you can learn something and you, sometimes a different perspective is really, really valuable, especially when working in big teams like this. It's a pretty cool process. And it's a fun opportunity for folks who never would have tried their hand at designing something, say a brewing system to finally get to kind of step into the ring with some some helping hands and, and talk about it and talk about the logic behind it and, and do some simple calculations and bucket engineering, as John Mallet calls it, <laughs> and make a brewing system. Yeah. What would you say your favorite part is about what you do? Hmm. I like that it's very hands-on engineering. A lot of what I studied in school was pretty math heavy, which I like, but it's cool getting to do the applied engineering. Like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm doing this math or I'm, I'm reading about all these concepts because it's something now that I can like physically install. It's something I can put together and like watch it run and watch people interact with it and see how it actually works. I think that's super cool. Yeah, that's definitely, I mean, just like the work I've been doing in communications is that's one of my favorite parts about it is you can put in all this work and you can actually see the finished product of it. You can see, you know, people's reactions online. You can see, um, you know, how people respond to it. And it's very cool to like put in time and then have a finished product and like point at it and be like, this is where all the hard work went and it looks great. Yeah, yeah. And it's a little harder when it's behind the scenes. Like, not that I'm out to like sing to everyone, hey, that was my thing I installed, <laughs> but... It is kind of cool to to see things change around the brew and be like, yeah, I helped with whatever, a design for that, or I helped with um, planning for that, or I was engineering support when such and such thing kept breaking. Um, that's that's pretty rewarding. Right, like the path from on paper, like theoretical, to like actually putting hands on it and applying it and like finishing the product is, it can be very satisfying and it's it's cool to see you know I guess being there from like conception till you know completion that's kind of rare I think yeah yeah it's it's something you don't ever really get experience in an educational setting doing that unless you have very particular labs set up for it or if you have um, more hands-on internships so it's been really really cool to actually get to do that like cool I have to come up with an I, I see a problem or I talk to people and hear about something that's going on or I hear about this cool new thing we want okay, figure it out, figure out what we want, put it together, get through a project, and then provide support on it till we like feel really confident in it and confident in our skills. Like That's pretty damn cool. Thank you to our guests, Andy, Carly, and Lucia, for taking the time to speak with us about Brewing at Bells. I'm Nick. And I'm Maddie. Thank you for listening to The Shifty. Cheers.